Hey out there, welcome to another episode of Talk About That. I'm your host, John Driver, with my co-host... You have to introduce yourself. Oh, Johnny W. How are you guys? I can't there? do everything for you, bro. I, well, usually you say my name and then I'm like, hey. I know. You wanted that cool, like, pitch into you thing. But, uh, and also, it. we'd like to welcome our other co host, Dane Allen. Oh, wait. Johnny, oh, he's not here today. These flaky. Say it. Say it. I'm not going to. <laughs> Dane hates the M word. What generation is coming next that we can be like these? What? Because uh, they have a name. Do they? Because uh, my daughter's in it. So I mean, I haven't gone to such lengths as to learn it yet. No. Uh, but what I, is what is that generation going to be signified by? Obviously, they'll have grown up only knowing about social media, so that'll be a thing. Well, you know, I don't know. Oh, it's coming. Generation after millennials is called. Generation Z. That's not. People born from the mid 1990s to the early 2010s make up 25% of the U.S. population right now. Oh. They're a larger cohort than the baby boomers. Well, the boomers are all dying off. Yeah. Well. That's uh, we started off on some. We really did happy notes <laughs> <laughs> to our to our boomer listeners out there. Uh, we thank you, and uh, you had a good run. I don't know. Uh, for those of you uh, who are listening, obviously you can't see, but right now mm-hmm. I'm sitting in an overcoat with. I have these gloves I got in Bolivia that are made out of alpaca uh, wool. You call it wool still if it's not sheep? Alpaca, yeah, wool. Okay. It's wool. Uh, when the fingers are cut out, but it has like these cool little little pullover. Um, they turn into mittens, Johnny. Very masculine. Oh, it mittens. flips over. Yeah, you didn't the know fingers. that. Look. I've seen this. Yeah, it flips over, and then this one you can just yoink. You can pop your look at that. And you know how you're wearing Johnny's face right now. I just turned my gloves into mittens, <sighs> and he is absolutely his mind is blown. I wish you could see this. And uh, I, have I don't a, understand mittens, though. Can I say that? Sure. When would you not prefer to have a glove over a mitten? Because a mitten, like, you don't have the use of your fingers, individual fingers. So who's wearing a glove going, you know what? Let's bind all these bad boys together. <laughs> Let's put a sweater on this. <laughs> well, I think, that the, I think that you gain extra warmth for a mitten because oh, the fingers are huddled together, Johnny. Like a family, well, like you a get community. A sweat, you mean a sweatier hand. It's like a phalange community. All <laughs> gathered together and That's sharing beautiful. each other's warmth. It really is. It's a, it's a great... That's a holiday message. Oh, my goodness. It's a type and shadow of the gospel, John. How was your holiday? <coughs> good presents? Sadie get some good things? Sadie did. She, had, uh, she got some uh, virtual reality glasses oh, from yeah. uh, one of her grandmothers. And so I've had a lot of fun with that. Did Nana put on the VR glasses? Everybody, <coughs> everybody did eventually. Um, and some people really freak out about it. Like yeah. they, it's like they, you've seen the commercials too. Being, oh my gosh, they run into walls and stuff. It's like, hey, or you could just remember yeah. that you're wearing virtual reality glasses. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you, not in. It's not real, right? Just because we put it on your head, it shouldn't cause like you to be suspended from reality. But so that's cool. VR. Uh, my my niece got VR uh, goggles too, or whatever you call them. And she had a she put them on me, and she had a roller coaster one. And you could look, you could turn around and look behind you in the oh, that's cart. the crazy part. Yeah, 
and it creates this whole other world. But yeah. the cart was empty, so I just look around and be like, I'm by myself on this roller coaster. And then I felt like the loneliness set in. <laughs> you just had like a childhood flashback. Even in the VR world, <laughs> I'm a sad person riding a roller coaster by myself. Some guy walks up to you in line and spits gum on you or something. Yeah. Oh, You're not tall enough to ride this. <laughs> they chase you down. Oh, I've seen Anyway. That. It's weird. Virtual. Mm. Well, she got that and she got, uh, so they have a new Simon Remember the, the Simon? Oh, game? the memory, the memory thing. Yeah, but now they have them as goggles, and so they have like four zones. So oh, they look. So they hang. It's like clear, and it hangs in front of your eyes down to here, mm-hmm. and then you have to put your hand up in front of it. So it's like green, yellow, red, blue, and like you. Oh, have I thought to try it'd be to, like where you look. How would they do that? Well, that's how they do eye gaze system. That's what. Uh, Curry takes care of a lady who uses an eye gaze system, and it, it she can say words and stuff. That's how Stephen Hawking communicates. By, by he looking. looks at certain regions on a board, and it spells out words for him. Is it? So that could work for Simon. Well, okay. That would be pretty expensive, Simon. I'd say. It would be. I just but, thought maybe they've harnessed the No, I'm technology. sorry, Johnny. They had to, you had to use your hands like you an re- animal. I mean, it's a good grief. This... Speaking of, and we're getting so diva about stuff. Yeah. We should probably tell the listeners what mm-hmm. happened at lunch today. Well, we were. I asked uh, to be seated in a booth because I always say they say table or booth, and I'm always like, I want to sit on a cozy couch and eat my food like I do at home. What do you mean? Ta- Who orders a table? Um, I want a booth. Always a booth. John's adjusting his chair and destroying his phone. Sorry. Go ahead. No, You're a disaster. So I said, they said it's a 15 minute wait. I thought they meant like, if you want a table, you could have it now, but if you want a booth, it's fit. So I waited 15 minutes. Then they, you weren't there yet because you're always late. Then they bring me to a table and I have to like decide, do I want to pitch a fit that I ordered a booth? And so you sat down. I sat and, at the table and, and then you, I texted you immediately. And then and you said, pitched a fit. <laughs> I texted you and said, we're at a table. And you went, what? You were, you were appalled. I, I did not. I said boo, by the way, but only in reaction to you. Yeah. It was, I was fine with the table. Actually, I don't like tables. And either. then the lady came took our order, uh, drink order, and then I said, hey, is it possible to move to that booth? Because the booth had cleared behind us, but it wasn't her section. Well, that's not all. That's not what you said. Is it possible to move to a booth? Because I asked for a booth when yeah. I came in, and I yeah. thought we were waiting on a booth, and then they set us here in the pit of despair. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> Well, she didn't laugh at all. And nobody in the tables in the surrounding areas who heard me say pit of despair <laughs> probably cared for that either. They were like, oh, we didn't know. Like, we're down here in the pit. Well, it's like the food's not cheaper there. You know what I'm saying? If the food was $5 cheaper and you're going to seat me in the table underneath the little weird palm frond fan, that's fine. <laughs> I'll I'll make that decision based on value. But if it's the same food and I can have a better experience eating that food, why would you not sit in a booth? Plus, we're sitting catty corner from each other. That's a weird moment. Well, because the table behind us was was encroaching upon the yeah. the direct. It's a lot of dynamics. Yeah. So, so we were sitting like an L. So it was almost like we were a couple. That's uncomfortable. That got weird. So then we went over to the side section. She, she moved, moved us. us to a section that had nobody in it. Yeah. So literally, because you were a diva, we got our own side of the. You restaurant. see what I'm saying? You, you have not because you asked not. Yeah. That's biblical. <laughs> That's what the Bible had in mind when they wrote that, I'm sure. I'm sure that's... Hey, speaking of the pit of despair, so I introduced Sadie to the Princess Bride. And? Over Christmas break. Oh, she loved it. Oh, good. good. Yeah. So uh, my wife's not a big fan. 
which I don't even know what sort of person right. doesn't like the Princess Bride. I... But some other woman, some other mom said they didn't like the Princess Bride. I don't know if it's like the dudes like the Princess Bride and not. Yeah. We need to poll our millions of listeners. It's not like my favorite ever, but I do love it. How could you not like the Princess Bride? Well, I mean, when you say it's not your favorite ever, you're casting doubt upon it as if there's something about it I should. I think it took me uh, time. Like, I didn't like it the first time I saw it, I don't think. I think how it old took were me, you? I don't know, 15 maybe? You didn't like the Princess Bride the first time you saw it. Well, it's kind of romantic and, it, you know, it has those well, yeah, elements. Well, it's silly in. romantic. Yeah, it's true. Maybe some of us are just in touch with our feelings. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so tell you're wearing your peacoat. So tell your peacoat story <laughs> about the the Old Navy. So years ago, our whole church was going, uh, we just started the church. I had just gotten here. We were going um, to a play at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And so we all loaded on the bus. A bunch of people drove, but we took our church bus and was riding next to this old gentleman named Tony who's passed away now. He was just a really nice guy. And I had this, it's the same coat, by the way. I haven't, I have not upgraded my pea coat since then. And he said, that's an awesome pea coat, John. Where did you get it? And I said, I oh, got it at, at Old Navy. He goes, ah, got mine from the Old Navy, too. I was in about 10 years. And like he went into all these. <laughs> all these and That's I didn't have the heart. I it's a different have, Old Navy. I didn't have the heart. Like I was just calling it the Old Navy. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's when I knew. But it, That's a terrible. It's terrible to go into the military just to get a coat. <laughs> you know, that's not a that's not a reason. That's not, there's other places to get coats. Yeah. I've heard. I don't know. So you may, so New, oh, and you have a Christmas birthday. So, which I is, I think, a total distraction from the meaning of Christmas. Well, it's a, um, and you sent me a text to, uh, to say as much. I always do yeah, because always it's do. important. Yeah, it says, g- hey, John, happy birthday, even though your birthday distracts from the true meaning of Christmas and the birth of our Savior. I forgive you. Uh, whatever. I'm going to pray through. <laughs> Could you get it changed? Yeah, maybe you could move it to August. There's not a lot going on. Is August good for you (laughs) next year? Well, uh, I I am a 28th. It's my birthday. And Um, Christmas birthday stinks. We know that. Our friend Rachel had her baby on the 28th. So now I share share a birthday with beautiful Nalani. Nalani. Yeah. And I went and I got to hold her the other day. So... It was awesome, but um, I think her life's going to be enriched because we share a birthday. So I think that it's going to be a complete uh, ripoff, and she's going to realize it too. Because there are going to be a lot of people get her things and go, "This is for Christmas and your birthday." Well, the re- the way you know if you're a Christmas baby is if number one, your Christmas your birthday presents get wrapped in Christmas wrapping. Mm-hmm. So that that's one telltale. So when you're a kid, right? Because they want to buy separate wrapping paper. Right? They already have all this wrapping paper. Who's going to go waste their money on separate birthday? You know. Number two, if your birthday presents are found under the tree, that's another way that you know uh-huh. this is not the appropriate location. You know, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. There's all there's all these little things. Yeah. There was a Twitter handle, uh, Twitter moment. You know, they make these moments. It's all these tweets strung together, and it was uh, people reusing Christmas cards. Just changing things. And I had that happening one time. One time somebody took birthday paper, or Christmas paper, and it said, or no, it was, it was birthday paper, but they wrote, it was a happy birthday, and they wrote Jesus. <laughs> they just wrote Jesus with Sharpie on it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, that's and uh, so it was similar to that, but it was so funny. People found these different uses. Like there was the three wise men, and it was like, congratulations on your new promotion or whatever. And then <laughs> all the wise men had little voice bubbles drawn with pen. It said, congrats, great job, or whatever. <laughs> all the wise men were saying things. Like, that's pretty good, recycling. That's One of them had taken like... uh 
stickers and crossed out letters in the words Merry Christmas had Santa Claus and said, this is going to help me so much at the... On, this is going to save me so much in name tags at the workplace. And so it said, it said instead of Merry Christmas, it said, me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> My brother used to get used to get us cards. He would intentionally go buy right. the wrong card and cross everything out. Be so yeah, inappropriate. One, oh, no, of course. Yeah. One time uh, at, on my birthday, I worked with a guy named Alvin Chen at the movie theater, and he was the funniest, rant, most random guy. And he got me a nice gift, but he also got me a condolence card. <laughs> and it was had this huge poem yeah. about love and loss. And, you know, it's, if you remember them, they're never really gone. <laughs> and at the bottom, just wrote, you know, happy birthday. You know? <laughs> this is a really interesting kind of person yeah oh we had a good uh we had a good time the holidays holidays felt i mean this is in a good way holidays felt like they lasted a long time this yeah. time um well you got the kids are home a long time you got a kid so that's well and it's like an epidemic around here so not only is this the coldest it's ever been in mount juliet to, that people remember like, are we breaking records I, I believe so okay um it's it's cold but there's also like just epidemic sickness i mean yeah. just man every kid's got people always say that though like it's going around. Is there something going around? Yeah, I think there's something going There's always something. That's what we do. It's a human condition. We spread diseases and pass them to each other, and then we die. That's humanity. <laughs> when has something not been going around in history? Well, I don't know if it's it, – I will say this. It's more consistent. Okay. It's like Sadie got sick, and then she got – So you're saying it's going to Sadie, and so that's what makes it epidemic because well, yeah. she's your I only child. I have one – Oh, it's terrible. Test, this one test market. <laughs> <laughs> it's like – but all of Sadie's friends and, and yeah. they, they, you know, anyway, but it's, it's, uh. Well, I hope she feels better. I know she had like a strep thing. Dude, let me tell you, yesterday, most traumatic. So Sadie's nine. Right. And lots of people are not big fans of needles. Okay. No. I mean, I don't know anybody. I actually, into the place in life, I just prefer them because I feel you, better quicker. So oh, I, sure. I go get a yeah, shot. When I go in, yeah. I'm just like, look, what do you got? Just, just, just put it in, you know. What I'll was get, that? What was that sound? <laughs> was that the sound? That's the, the sound need. of the shot going in. <laughs> I don't know what so, that is. <laughs> <laughs> is he wetting the needle before he puts it in the doctor hold on let me just it's like the basketball pump needle <laughs> that's ridiculous can't you imagine that would be a great thing to do hang on it's got to wet it all right now we're ready <laughs> now we both have hepatitis everybody keeps getting sick from this office that's great that's funny that's that's got legs it's, it's i don't think so i think you're wrong but anyway, so she went in to get a so we drug go blood in, drawn. we go in, and because she's just kind of been there, it's kind of puny, and so we go in, and we knew we had to have blood drawn. She had blood drawn once before, and she did okay, but she was really sick then, like so much so that she didn't remember much. Um, and so this time though, that, here's here's the thing. So if you're listening and you're a medical professional mm-hmm. in the children's world, I don't know how it is with all the those kids. are pediatricians. Well, there may be. Pediatric nurses oh, sure. and others. So, if, if if you're in that world, I will say this: they're so kind. I need them to not be so kind, because kindness is good. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not I'm not dogging kindness, but if your kindness leads to a long delay for a child like mine, you're just leaving her mind to wander. And the longer we drag this out, the more we deteriorate into into just utter madness. Yeah, and so. The doctor comes in. She's great. She tells her, and, and and she's like, "Well, you know, she didn't say the words. Like they had all these different words in front of Sadie, you know, for her to know." She leaves. What words? Like blood? 
No, she didn't say that. Well, we'll Needle. get we'll get some some panels, or we'll get some. You oh, know. right. And so, say doesn't know what that means. So, well, I heard mom talk about those. They're room darkening and you hang them up. <laughs> panels, right? So she leaves. Sadie's like, oh, okay. Well, well, what are they going to do? And we're like, well, and we kind of prepared her. Yeah. And 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 it was it was it was she was trying to be so brave. We're like, well, they're going to do a blood draw. She's like, mm, okay. She kind of does. She just kind of shrugs. Mm, okay. And she looks. And within within two minutes. Yeah. She's like, I'm trying to be brave. So now the tears are started, and you uh, wait, and you wait. And but you, you but wait. you could have waited to tell her. Could have, didn't. Because, so really, it's you're the one. Listen, Johnny, here's why. When they're younger, you can get away with that. Oh. My kid will not be – you're going to have to straight out, bold face, lie best. to her right. to say no. When she asks, she will not – she yeah. will not be deterred until she gets an answer. So you're not comfortable lying to your kid. I'm not. I'm not. All right. And I'm a horrible liar. It's not that I, I would love to think I was just, you know, more. I don't know if you're a, li- a horrible liar or not. I'm trying to remember if you ever lied to me. Have I ever caught you in a lie? I don't think so. No. I don't even try it. Maybe you're just that good, though. That could be the case. Like, Man. right now, I'm just. You're lying because you're saying, I'm a horrible liar. That's what a great liar would say. That's true. I'm a horrible liar. You'd know immediately. <laughs> this is so great. This is such a, this is such a uh, uh, Enneagram 6 conversation we're having. Like, oh how, many my la- gosh. how many layers do, am I deceiving myself? Not a sponsor. Enneagram is not a sponsor. Am I deceiving myself? Did you see my Twitter, uh, my tweet the other day? About I mean, I do look at all of your My tweets, new idea I, was a singing Enneagram <laughs> where a barbershop quartet shows up at your house and tells you you're an introvert. No. <laughs> How did we miss that? I don't know. It's a great idea. It's probably sick. And that segues us back to the story. Yes. So they come in and... Rolling veins. And keep trying to talk to her. Okay. Like, oh, honey, it's okay. And she's just... She's just right. escalating. Her mind is... Yes. Yeah. Got, guys, stick the needle in her and get it done. Wow. So... I don't know. It looked like a good vein to me from where I was, and then it like it just went into hiding. Well, she's a thin girl. She is, and uh, she's upset, and yeah. So they can't find it. So now she's got a needle in her arm to no avail. Man. So then they pull it out. She thinks it's over, and you got to tell her, and it's not over. It's going back in. So they got to go out and uh, get another needle, and bring one. So every time wow. this happened, they had to go get a new one. So it's more waiting, more four times. Four. That's too many. It's it's so they went and got the phlebotomist, who is the guy who he's got like what like. John, I was throwing you a softball. What I don't is, <laughs> I think what a phlebotomist sounds like. I always think the words are so funny. Like, where do we get that from? Phlebotomist. It, I think of like a grown man wearing like the the water wings. Like that's what that to me that's what a phlebotomist would be. Yeah, he comes to the gym, but he wears water wings like a child. He's thirty five. He's a phlebotomist. Well, I was at a hospital visit last night. And someone said flow the phlebotomist like they had a. Oh, okay. was a pH though flow. Anyway, so the phlebotomist came in. She yeah. couldn't get the needle in. Then so finally, my wife, who is a, my wife, is an, ex, an just. A brilliant nurse, and she can literally get blood out of anybody. And she's like, guys, because now your kid's getting Sadie's literally using the words torture because she's a little verbal. Well, that's because, yeah, you think, where did she learn the word torture from? <laughs> I don't, well, she that's knows. not just being verbal, that's being dramatic. This is torture. <laughs> well, I mean, you're like, well, tell us where the terrorists are, and this can be over. Would you like for me to go over there and stick needles in your arm? Hey, did I tell you minutes? about my friend who draws blood uh, from... Like on a piece of paper? No, from animals uh, at the zoo. He is a hippo phlebotomist. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I just had that one in the – that was in the chamber. <laughs> that was what I was wanting the first time I was to you. I wanted something I'm like sorry. that. So. Okay. Yeah, so, but they couldn't – four times, that's too many. So the last time they – and it was two in like the arm – what do you call this? It's an arm. It's between your – It's at the joint of your elbow. What's the other side? Yeah, it's the where your arm bends. Yeah. What like is a, that? Is it an elbow? Name? I think Seti calls it an elbow pit. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> see that. It's an elbow pit. Is there a name? There's got to be a name. I don't know. You Guys, know what if we you know the name, yeah. you can reach us at at talkabthatpod. And That's you can it. let us know what that is. Yeah. We don't know. Um, it's, like a, it's like a little, there's a little line there all the time. So Yeah, it's an elbow pit. It just tells you where the needle goes, but they couldn't find it there. But here's the thing. You were kind of mad because you said it at lunch. You said, Laura said, I'll do it. I know what I'm doing. And they didn't want it. And you were like, and they wouldn't even let her do it. I was like, yeah, because the liability. Because if she does find something, then it starts spurting blood. And, and, and You think we'd blame them for that? Say, yes, you're in their office. So I'm not that guy. But we're litigious. We're litigious. a litigious people. Johnny, I hate litigiousness. I hate saying litigiousness. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Litigiosity. No, but it was a guys. Seriously, we got it because we need. We we were a little worried about, and she just seemed kind of puny. Like we really need to get this blood drawn. So they're like, "Well, if we can't get it this time, we'll send you somewhere else." We're like, "For God's sake, we're not going to drag this kid all over town." It wasn't necessarily their fault. I don't know. Could I have found the vein? Right. Heck no. You know. So I'm not. I'm not blaming them for that. But um, there's a thing they do where they they slap and it's supposed to pop up. It makes the vein. Well, she hated they'd tie that rubber band thing around, and she hated that worse, I think, than the shot. Mm -hmm. You just, I don't know. Yes, dramatic would be correct. But well, that's not wrong. I mean, I'm I'm pretty dramatic. That's okay. Well, I got you know when I was her age, uh, you know, up till I was twenty, anytime that you would give me a shot or take blood. Mm -hmm. So I I grew up, as you know, Johnny, very masculine. Oh, sure, very masculine, and uh, I would I grew up doing commercial lawn care. And so we'd be outside and sharpening blades and you slice your hand open. Like Ugh. none of that bothers me. Like burn yourself on engines and changing oil and other things. So none of that I could see blood in just real life, not a problem. Yeah. But for whatever reason you put me in a medical environment mm-hmm. and you go to draw blood, I would throw up. Like I would have this okay. this what do you call it? This vagal reaction where you feel vagal? like it's called a vagal it's a vagal nerve where you feel like you're gonna pass out. Your head oh, face right. gets real hot, you know. Dude, funny story. They gave us, uh, what was it? One of the vaccinations, MMR, in like eighth grade. I don't know why. I, mean, I just remembered this. I was in Algebra 1 in eighth grade, Miss McCandless's class, mm-hmm. sitting there. And I and you, I know I have this problem. I'm not afraid of needles. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking I can talk about them. I'm not afraid of pain. But put a needle in me, I throw up. It's going to yeah. happen, you know. Or I almost pass out. And so we had to go down to the nursing area to get the MMR shot at school. All right. They don't give shots at school anymore, do they? I don't know if they can because so much of it's you got the vaxxers and all that, the anti-vaxxers, they're all fighting it out. Yeah. They need to do a family feud with that, like a, va- a vaxxer family and an anti-vaxxer family. <laughs> See who's pastier. <laughs> I don't know. So I come back, I got the shot, and I thought I'd survived. I walked all the way back down the hallway, mm-hmm. sat down in the classroom. I'm feeling great. I thought I'd conquered it eighth grade. And all of a sudden, this great nausea begins to build. I'm sitting there like, I can't get out of here. This is, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I kid you not, I don't know what it really sounded like, but I'll go, Hua! like I had this big gag. Oh, yeah. Like I thought, here it comes, and I couldn't stop it. And I just went, Hua! Did you throw up? No, nothing dry came. Heave. It was a dry heave, and I immediately felt better. And I looked up, thinking the whole class is gonna be like, "What the heck?" And no one even looking at me. Uh, it was like God. Maybe it was in your head. It was like God hid the dry heave, Johnny. 
Wow. There's, so a, book, there's a book title. <laughs> That's a true story, guys. And that, that is... was the day I knew. <laughs> Something. Did you ever throw, have you ever thrown up in school? Has that ever been a thing? Uh, no, I don't think I ever threw There's up always class. like the throw up kid. It happens. And then they used to sprinkle this stuff on it. Yeah, like what was Like sawdust that? and... It was like it was like kitty litter with sawdust. There used to with, be a comedian to talk about it. And he would call it. I think it was Ted Alexandro. He would say, "The vomit." It was like the vomit fairy. He would come in sprinkling it. Don't be alarmed, children. <laughs> <laughs> it is I, the vomit. He had a cape and everything. Oh, he's better. I remember it smelled worse than the vomit. Whatever it was, I remember it had a pungence. It was supposed to have some sort of like minty. It soaks up. Man, it's kind of like know. potpourri. In Maybe the it was mixing with the stomach acid. It just makes you know, like potpourri smells worse than poop to me. Curry was mad the other day because where mints would be on the counter at the restaurant we were at, uh-huh. there was just a bowl of potpourri, and she thought, people are going to grab. It's like saying, no, we don't have any mints, but smell this. And she <laughs> thought people might just grab it and start begin eating. And they could sue the restaurant. Oh, I could. I've seen it a hundred times. People are very litigious, I've heard, <laughs> earlier in the podcast. <laughs> so, okay, so let's talk about resolutions right. because it's New Year's. Mm-hmm. And you talked about this Sunday in your sermon that, like, you're one of those guys, and I'm this way too. No matter how good of a year you've had, you're doing this thing at the end of the year where you're like, I'm in shambles. I got to pull it together. Yeah. I got to be a better version of myself. Yeah. And and I'm in touch with my own darkness in that way because I'm a comedian. So you're always I write from that place, and I know you are too because that's just how we feel, that's how we are. But I don't know if that's necessarily healthy or if it's good. But it's like people all, people make jokes about it on Twitter. I know people are like, oh, I've already broken my – like it's not worth making them. And I think that that's kind of a weird thing too. So did you, did you, do, you, do you do resolutions or do you call them that, goals? I don't know if I make – I think I reset goals that mm-hmm. I have all the time around New Year's. I can't say that they're – I don't know. I don't do resolutions. Yeah. But I will set out. But I'm always trying to set out to be a better person. Um, it's just – I don't know. I think it's just a good. I think it's a good time of the year to just evaluate. That's really what it's about for me is reflection. But I know if I right. set a bunch of goals, I know where. It, yeah. Yes. No, so, no, no. I see what you're saying. Uh, sometimes it's good though, like just to go to take stock. Okay, this is this is some areas I need to be working on to make myself a better person or whatever. Well, I've gained a bunch of weight. Yeah. Some of that's just just health. This is a good time. Can you, I mean, we were. Eat, I was just eating straight apple pies out of the carton. Wait, they really come in cartons, apple? pie pans. Well, if you go to McDonald's, they have those ones that are like. Yeah, but that would be too small. Like Costco sells apple pies. Well, they're two pies, for a dollar. You get huge. You get two at a time. The other night, Johnny, really, Laura was like, just want a little bit, just yeah. a little bit of apple pie, just in the microwave with a little bit of ice cream. Mm-hmm. So I go, I get her, I take two plates. I put a little bit of apple pie on hers, a little bit of apple pie on mine. Mm-hmm. Put it in the microwave for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Got the ice cream out, ready to scoop. Just a little bit. I mean, a sensible, moderate amount of A normal of food. human amount of pie. Right. And th- during that 30 seconds, I'm standing over uh-huh. this he- cold pie that we're about to throw away the next day because it's New Year's Day and we're about to start back. What do you think I do? You ate the pie. I took a fork and began literally f- just taking pie straight out of the pie pan mm-hmm. cold as i heat my pie mm-hmm. in the microwave i'm eating pie because well, like con- i can't wait it's 30 like seconds. a control for the experiment you want to know okay the cold pie tastes like this <laughs> so you know the difference i wish it been that. it's just eating's a hobby and so that's some of yeah. new year's about is about look all right i got it's not really a physical cleanse it is that but it's a 
I have to stop thinking like this. I have okay. to stop thinking like I could just do whatever and just eat pies. Well, yeah, it's like there's a cynicism if you're not careful to to. Uh, there's a thing of like it's almost like fatalism. Like let's not even try. That I see sometimes, yeah. like on Twitter more so. Twitter can be way more negative than Facebook. People just let loose, and I prefer Twitter. But I just I notice that that it's it's way more polarizing. People are like they've decided this, and this is how it is. And yeah. you're like, wow, this is very. They don't want feedback. They're just like the world is on fire. Yeah, and but I've noticed that. So I saw this negativity of like people are already clogging up my gym. <laughs> with their resolution, you know, and I'm just like, okay. And I was like, so I posted yesterday. I don't normally post anything serious. This was only partially serious, but I was like, how about encouraging somebody? Yeah. You know, like, instead of rolling your eyes at somebody who's trying to get their life together, who clearly is embarrassed at what they've let themselves descend to in some cases, they're like on the treadmill for the first time in a year. Yeah. And you're going, that's my treadmill. Like, that's so, like, be a human being, please. Yeah, and so I put that, and people were like, mm-hmm. you know, they people were like, <laughs> how did they write that? <laughs> they were like clapping back at it. Uh-oh. Like, oh, what do you mean? I don't get it. It's not a joke. No, it's not a joke. People thought it was about me too. Like one friend of mine, go, one of my one friend of mine goes, "You're doing a good job, big guy." And I was like, first of all, <laughs> oh, no. big guy is like a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Second of all, it wasn't about me. I haven't gone to the gym. I've been working out at home. I've been doing the tread. I have a treadmill in my house. Right. But I will go back, you know, I have a Planet Fitness membership. It's my fat tax. I go pay it. You know, I'm not going to cancel the gym membership. It's my fat tax. But when I go back, there's going to be people that are that way. They're like, I never see this guy in here. Yeah. It's like we get mad at people for trying. And I just think that I don't want to go to that place. I'm trying to not be that guy. No, I really do believe that the the patterns, when people are trying to break patterns, and we had this conversation in uh, our community group last night, and, you know, we sat down. We're, we're restarting community group stuff and we did something new with some questions and I could just tell people were just gonna, if you're not, if you're not careful, you'll just sit and I'm trying to be the pastor in those groups. I really, mm-hmm. really don't. Cause I think we should all be pastors. I just really do. Yeah. I think we should all be shepherding one another. I think that we've got this expert attender mentality and that's a problem. <coughs> and a lot of us who are, who consider ourselves the experts are okay with that bad deal with people. Yeah. And, but I just said, guys, I just got to, I'm sorry. I, I just got to, I got to find out what y'all are thinking. And I just started asking them when you see these questions, when you see somebody saying on January the 3rd, Hey, you know, we're going to do it this way now. Mm-hmm. What is your first knee jerk gut reaction? Is it an eye roll? Is it a, here we go again? Something, you know, new programs. Right. right. And, and, and then we got, we started getting honest about what those things are. And I, I do think that, People are afraid uh, of of patterns of, of trying to break patterns because of failure. I think I think <laughs> failure is the greatest deterrent to why we try or we stop trying or are afraid to try. And you're right. When society now gathers around, you already have all of your own demons inside saying you know, you can't, you can't, you can't. And right. when people chime in with that, even in a funny way. It's yeah, a, it discourages me. Even like, well, I may, or people just assume like I'm going to do this for two weeks and then I'm going to quit. Then it's like, yeah, but you have to start somewhere. What if you don't? What if this is the year that you do break through and you do, you know, change the way that you eat or you change the way that you whatever? When you may have a year, you know, there were some years in my early 30s that I broke through. Yeah, and I made an assumption back then 
that I would always be able to live in that discipline. Mm-hmm. And there are maybe some people who do. I think most people don't. I think life is fluid. Life right. is life is holistic. There's going to be, you know, and that was something. I'm reading a book on prayer actually, which sounds so. Uh, he talks about that very thing. Like you think that you need to learn how to pray better, and whatever that is in the Western thought processes, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Is that life is not just made of? Hey, if you all prayed better, this would work. Your life is 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 whole uh, among many other things. It's not as as it's not siloed as we think that it is. Right. And he was saying, you know, what you really need is a whole life where prayer is a part of what you're doing because you're literally just having these small, even one word, there was a, here was Augustine or someone, they call some somebody in the 15th century, so it was way after Augustine, but they, they called them breath prayers mm. because they were prayers you could say in one breath. They were, they were quick things of, look, you should just be, and he goes in this whole deal about Jesus being completely dependent upon God, which is this like almost, it, it sounds almost sacrilegious to us. But then he goes through all the scriptures. Jesus said, I don't do anything except what I see the father doing. I don't say anything except what I hear the father saying. Yeah. I, I and the father are one. It's like he goes through all, especially in John, all of these scriptures and that he gloried in his dependence and his oneness with the father. And, and he even says, you know, if you were to ask Jesus, Jesus, how's your day going? He would say, well, mine and the father's day are going great. No, no, no. That's great. I'm glad the Father's great. How was your day? But Jesus would have had no identity. He wasn't out to. He wasn't searching for himself. Yeah. He wasn't trying to. It wasn't because he was Christ either. Like this is how he wants us to live. And he made this crazy statement, Johnny, that just really was like a was a an amazingly good gut punch. Like that I needed to to throw me out of some minor religious ways. Yeah. He said, "There's only one time in Jesus's life that we see him not in that level of oneness with the Father, and that's in." Gethsemane and the cross and you see this great agony you know you see this these tears and 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 he he's he it's the only time we ever see Jesus feeling lost and he says Jesus's worst moment is our daily reality yeah because we live without we feel like that we need to become someone that we need to become good that we need to become capable that we need to overcome life's problems and the father our relationship with God is like an additive you know, mm-hmm. but we don't feel desperate or dependent because those are just churchy words and we don't know how to, we can't even hear them anymore. But the truth is when a real problem comes along, God's who I go to only when I'm desperate. I, I, I start going, well, how am I going to fix this? Because, you know, that's just how I think. Instead of, instead of remaining desperate for God and really believing what Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so when I enter, when, so back to your resolution conversation, you know, I'm finding myself walking going, you know, my real resolution right now um, is is to not – because I will go down so many rabbit holes of, well, John needs to lose 20 pounds, okay? John needs to pray better. John needs to study more. John needs to write this many things this year. John needs to do this better as a pastor. And this, and I start going through – it is. It's just like the, all these little silos, and, and they can't all happen in my life. Yeah. But what it can happen is – that I walk in my life feeling um, that I remember I'm dependent and that I glory in that, like that there's good things there. Because what it causes you to do is, is I stop engaging endless rabbit holes. I'll get depressed. I'll yeah. get real fat. Oh, God, I, you know, I worked hard this week and lost one pound. 
Ah, I tried this week, but Sadie got me out in the middle of the night. I didn't, I didn't wake up early enough to pray the next morning. Ah, you know, and you just, it's just like all these failures. And most people's Christianity gets boiled down to that, like the list of things you did or didn't do well that week. Even if you theologically don't believe that, you functionally believe that. And there's like this, this freedom yeah. to say, you know what, today I can't do anything without Jesus. Why don't I just talk to him about that? Hey, Jesus, I can't, you know, I can't do anything without you. And, and so, and, and you begin breathing these one word prayers. Hey, you know, I lost my check card today for a minute. I'm not being cheesy, but like, hey, Father, help me find my check card. You know, I'm depending upon you. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it before. You know, I had to balance the budget yesterday. Hey, you know, I don't have anything unless you give it to me. I'm beginning to be grateful for those things. We get a good report from the doctor on Sadie. Don't just shrug it off. Have a moment where you're one with the Father. That was Jesus' whole point of being. My yeah. only reason to be here is to be one with the Father anyway. I don't know if that were Johnny. No, I, I took it where I wanted to go. You really so, did. You really uh, steamrolled me. Yeah. We just that's unplugged okay. your microphone for a while. That's fine. I, I had to run to the restroom. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to put, it's the whole thing of like the balance of accepting yourself for what you are and what you're not while also working to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And then when you put, and then when you spirituality, when you throw that into it, my identity, what I grew up with, I'm always trying to unlearn some things sometimes. So that's the thing is like effort. Effort is not the most important thing to me anymore, but it's not it's not, not on the list though. You know what I'm right. saying? Like this idea of like, well, God loves me no matter what, so let's just party all the time. Like I I don't I don't necessarily, that's not a healthy thing either. So I don't know. I'm trying to start running again, but, uh, and I'm hearing about this runner's high. Have you heard about this? Oh, I get runner's high. Do you really? Yeah. I always think the people who say that have never really been high. <laughs> well, that would be true. Like, I don't want to reveal anything about my own testimony, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> I've not experienced it. And if what you're saying is high, <laughs> then. That's funny. I just don't get it. I, I always. You know, when I feel good, when I've quit and I've done it, when I look back and go, I ran that thing and I finished it. Right, you like the accomplishment feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I can get in, and I think it is that, you know, there was a time, and it wasn't that long ago, and I'll be back. I, I run, I'm doing about two miles right now, but on a treadmill because it's two degrees outside right. in the morning. I'm not a big treadmill guy normally. But outside now, it'd be like breathing in needles. Right. I can't start from there. Now, when I'm in, when I'm running well and it's cold, I can do it. Yeah, but yeah, right now I'd come in with the when wolf. I was training one time for the uh, it was a half marathon, and I was running, I was running training runs of six to eight miles, and uh, and Taylor Wright, our friend who was in the Marines at the time, he would he he just gotten out of the Marines, yeah. So he goes, well, let's go run one day. He's in good shape, you know. I go, okay, we'll go run. We met at Long Hunter State Park. It's got this great loop around the lake, right over the bridge, Couchville yeah. Lake. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Two miles is a loop. I said, we'll run this. I said, let's do six miles. Oh, that's great. And I'd been doing that. It was the coldest day, and we met at like 7 a.m. We got there. No one was at the park. It was like God was not up yet. It was one of those days where you just go, no one's here. And like they forgot to hit the button and start nature. It was so cold. (laughs) And you get the lake effect of the coldness around a body of water. We ran two miles and when you get to the back, you know, you were back to where our cars are. We can start a second loop. And I decided, like, I'm going to let up and see. You know, you don't want to be the first person to let up. 
But we kind of let up like, and I saw him kind of, oh, maybe we'll stop it too. And then he said, thank God you stopped. And this is a guy who's like, he runs, you know, well, yeah. a lot. And he ran with pack on his back and everything. And and I look over at him and I realize we had sweated and it had turned to frost on, like his eyebrows looked like an old man's eyebrows. <laughs> and my goatee was full of like Ice. mouth moisture that had frozen solid into my goatee. Shoot. So I looked like, yeah, isn't that gross? <laughs> I looked like uh, the Santa Claus, like I'd become. Wow. So anyway, that's just, but I was so glad when he stopped because like, if he'd gone on, you know, you just, well, we'll keep going. But it was like breathing in needles. Isn't it, it amazing the power of not wanting to stop because other people are still going? I guess. Do you yeah. recall the first time you and I ever ran a half marathon? Of course. I talk about it whenever I do Sunday morning services. I still tell that story because we decided we're going to run together. Uh huh. It was February. Like we didn't hold hands or anything, but we didn't. <laughs> we stayed. We jogged it. We skipped the first six miles. No. So yeah, I didn't mean right. like skipped over. I mean, we were skipping. <laughs> yeah. No, we. It was we, in uh, Strawberry uh, Plains, Tennessee, which is like very hilly. It was February, cold day, and the most I'd ever ran. What? I had I had ran six miles was my max. Right, I was training for a full and marathon. You were training. I was training for a full marathon, and you talked to me. You lied to me. Talk about lying. You. I don't. I don't think I thought it was a lie at the time. You lied to me, and you were like, "John, you're so athletic and." And and you're so you you're fine. I don't remember this. Oh yeah, you were you you totally sold me and built up with my. I pride. think what I told you was the distance between cardiovascular was the distance between one mile and five miles is is more than cardiovascular was than the difference between six miles and thirteen miles. And I really still do believe that if you can get to where you're running six or seven miles, no, I agree with that. To go to thirteen is and that's what I thought. Well, you've ran six. That's a bigger jump than six to thirteen. And it was not because you <laughs> you finished. I remember you saying like I'm seeing spots. Yeah, I thought I was gonna. Well, is everybody else seeing was, this? I was so, yeah. That was the thing. I was so stubborn. Yeah, that I refused to stop. I would not walk. Was it if because you were like you were like if this fat guy can do it? You were like looking over <laughs> me like this clown. Well, it was. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. Like I needed to accomplish. You would have let me down. Like nowadays, if I start feeling bad, I'm just old enough now that I just stop and walk for a second. Yeah. Like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't need to. I don't need to conquer this. I'm trying to. I'm, I enjoy it, and I'm trying to be healthier. Well, in the Battle of Marathon, the guy died at the end. That's something worth noting. Absolutely, he, he fell ran over there dead. naked, and he died. Was he naked? He ran naked. You didn't know that? I knew that the first Olympics were naked, but I didn't know that he ran naked. I think that was kind of the thing, Johnny. I don't think so. Yeah, we need to research this. Wind I know the first Olympics in Greece were naked, which makes that whole Greco-Roman wrestling thing. <laughs> That's just, that's unsavory. It is weird. I do believe that the guy who ran. He ran naked. Yeah, the 26 Where did miles. he put the message? There's not a lot of storage. Not a lot of storage in the human body. Was he holding it? Where did he put the message? Yeah. Was he holding We're it? We're going to go and say yes. Is that where we get the baton? Was he holding up a rolled up thing and that's where we passed the baton? Was he passing well, he didn't the, pass it on the scroll? He got there and. He shouted it. I don't know. What if he, I think the message, by the way, was they won the battle. That the battle was won or what or lost. One or the other. I yeah. can't remember which one it was. Now uh, it would just be like a tweet and it'd be like big deal. <laughs> I got fifteen favorites. It is funny that we like we have literally made a thing out of that guy. Yeah. Running that twenty six miles. Did he really die though? Maybe that's just a myth too. There's no way to know, Johnny. Because history's written by those in power. It's it's a better story if he died. Is it? 
Yeah. We all go run it now. Because it's dramatic. No, it's dramatic. It's like his with his last breath, yeah. he told of the victory of the whatever. I don't think he was running on a trail. You know what I'm saying? Like he was cross country up and down mountains yeah. and other things. So, Well, I mean, we don't know. Is it flat in Greece? Was it Greece? Athens? I think it was Athens. Was it, was it Athens and Sparta? Athens had beaten back the Spartans maybe? I don't know. Johnny, we did he shout out "This is Sparta" and kick a guy into a hole? Because I've seen this. Maybe that's who died. <laughs> that, that guy that, definitely died. Was he wasn't naked though? I saw uh, the movie. Uh, anyway, I don't know where I'm at, but <laughs> running. I'm trying to get back in running, but it's hard. It's it's. I I, did, I ran last night, or I I walked last night some, and on an incline. I'm trying to get up to. I'm running some. Then you run a little bit more. You walk yeah. a little less. It's a process. Yeah, it's uh it's my it's my go-to thing. I, I really I really enjoy that. It's not everybody's go-to thing, but for whatever reason I like that. Um I don't know. It is Less, accomplishment. Though. I'm very accomplishment driven. I can't get away from it as much as I But it's easier to try to do things than it is to not do things. Like if you go, "Well, I'm going to run a marathon this year," versus "I'm going to try to drink less." Like I hear people say that. "I'm going to smoke less." Right. How do you even You're quantify redefining your How yeah. do you quantify that goal? <laughs> hey, look. Less than who, you know? <laughs> no ice cream. I need. I'm. I'm cutting out. No ice cream. No mm, sweets. I can't follow you on that one, buddy. Here, here's but I can thing. follow you for a few months. Okay, and yeah. then you're off the. Then I'm going to buy some pies again. But it really is. That's what's sad. Some of my Does, goal is to get back to the place that I could do what I was doing. But you know what? Ice dream doesn't count. That's not ice cream. That's worse for you than ice cream. No, ice dream is not ice cream. So when I say, "Hey, I'm going to give up." <laughs> By the way, don't you hate when you go to Chick-fil-A and they, they won't go, acknowledge they it as ice cream? You go, get them an ice cream cone. They go, one ice dream cone. You're like, okay. Because you didn't <laughs> call pleasure. it. You have to call it by their dumb name in these fast food places. Can I get six uh, hot wings? One wild and wacky wing pack. coming. Up. Stop it. Just give me six wings. Why do I have to use your terminology? No, I agree. It's weird. You should. There's a couple of things you just can't. You can't recapture that name and repurpose it for your own. Ice like, dream. Ice dream. You can't do it. Well, it's partially frozen yogurt. It's a froyo ice cream combo. Is what they say. Well, it's got its own texture. I like. So ice you're cream. telling me they have made something new, and that I should acknowledge it. I think they've made a hybrid. And uh, but did they make ice cream better? No, well, see, but it is better. It's supposed to be better for you. It's less calories. I don't know. Than ice cream. It is. Have you looked up calories? At yeah. Chick- I, there's nothing at Chick Fil A that's below. The, the large cone is like 270 calories. It's amazing that we spend as much time and money at Chick Fil A in the Southern culture as we yeah. do, but because the food is awful for you and yeah. it costs a lot more. Well, and church people defend it because it's the they're, they're Jesus. They love the Lord, so they're like, right. oh, well, this has to. Well, that doesn't mean it's good, right? You're still or killing you? yourself with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, as your kids play in the playground. Yeah. I had a, one of the most traumatic... Chick-fil-A, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Chick-fil-A. I can't help it. I do, too. It's so good. Oh, it is. I don't know what it is about it. Because no. we have a Zaxby's in town, too. And I love Zaxby's. Not the same. But like my kid will choose Chick-fil-A over Zaxby's every time. Mm-hmm. And you can get a lot more food at Zaxby's for about the same price. Or but less. I want a chicken sandwich, and Zaxby's has little fingers. They try to put those on a bun and go, here's your chicken sandwich. And the fingers are falling out so the back of it. So you because Zaxby's doesn't have a filet. Yes. And see, that's the namesake. Say, now I'm going to start a restaurant called Steak Filet because she's really into steak now. But steak sandwiches would be hard to chew. It's like, oh, you're biting through it. Like a prime rib sandwich, maybe, something tender. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, like a big steak. You're tearing. It's like a tearing she's motion. She's nine, John. We haven't really worked it out. My buddy so. Brent will not eat meat on the bone. Do you ever know anybody like that? He'll eat meat, but not on the bone. Why? He doesn't like that tearing caveman. Uh, that's feel. my favorite part. Yeah. 
I would love to eat meat. You're very primal. He hates it. Like, he won't eat chicken wings. In other eat. news, Brent's in much better shape and health than I am. He is. That would be probably because he, he is. He's trying to get back and running, too, though. He's, oh, one he's of those probably, guys, like, starting off at six miles. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't ran in five years. I went out and... One time he did that, he said, uh, he did the the country music marathon, which is here in Nashville. So he told oh, me he was, was going to do it one year. And they, they limit it, each pool of people. Like, you're, you can run. This many people can run the half. pools? Yeah. This many people run the half. This many people run the full. So he got there late to sign up, and they said, well, there's no registrations left for the half. We've capped it. And he only trained for the half. He only trained for the half. And he said, they said, well, there's spots available. For, and he ran the full. No problem. Yeah. He did it. Yeah, that's brilliant. There, I didn't say it was no problem, but he finished in like, like come on. He finished but, in like Johnny, four my hours. My life would be in danger. He finished in like four hours, three, three and a half, four hours. I was like, Jeez. oh, my gosh. Jeez. My full marathon time was six hours. You know, I haven't done a full They were marathon. getting ready to, to put the take the cones back down. <laughs> they were taking the time clock. <laughs> They're like, we think it's six. Who knows? All the ice dream had melted. At we the need the chip from line. your from your shoe back or whatever the chip timer. <laughs> so you're not going to get your deposit if you don't. Yeah, um, I have I have considered running. I considered training for something like a yeah. marathon because I turned forty. It's a good motivator. Well, I haven't good turned thing, forty yet, it. but. You know what though? I, I've, I've been on that road, Johnny. I just, I just no pun intended. I just, I don't think I need an event. I really don't. I don't. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I like running alone, and I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, but there's, there's something about it. No, I w- and I'm considering. I'll come it. down and cheer for you, bro. Why don't you come down and run with me? No, <laughs> I'm not ready because it's April, right? There's not time. Uh, there's time to get ready for a half. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking like one in the fall because I turned forty in December of, oh, next, of this year. You know, there's a forty mile race. That'd be something. That'd be ultra up there. That's an ultra. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> so you guys took me out for my birthday. I did. And we did. We went to Top Golf, and it was freezing there too. And it was it was wonderful. I was really surprised because it was about twenty degrees and five twenty on a Thursday night. And Top Golf was absolutely slammed. Well, we had the bowl game in town next yeah, day, so we Kentucky think there might have been some of that. Who won that game? Uh, Northwestern. Anyway. Yeah, last minute or something. Oh. Like, it was a comeback. It's hard to make fun of Kentucky anymore. I know they're better than us. Yeah, they're better. But we ended up getting a table at the restaurant. That was nice. Waited an hour, hour and a half there, and then yeah. we went out to play. And if you're not familiar with Top Golf, it's this. Range. It's like bowling meets golf. It's like a driving range that keeps score for you. Yeah. There's chips in the ball. Yeah. And the ball comes out and you hit and there's all these little targets, like these huge holes out in the range. And they're lit different colors. It's really cool at night because of that. And so the screen will tell who's up, you know, and, and you play these games to keep scores. And so any anybody anybody can play. And it's fun. And I have not swung a golf club since you and I were in Dallas playing. Well, it didn't golf. show. You were clawing the thing. Oh. Well, of course, we're out with John Kerry, who's a natural athlete who can just he hasn't hit a ball either in five years or whatever, but he can hit it, you know, over the fence every time if he wants to, kind of thing. Yeah, gosh, it's just oh. sickening. What's his problem? And a, a couple other guys, they're all you know. So everyone grabs a driver. That's what everyone does. Yeah. And they go and start hitting. I can't hit a driver if no. I don't practice. I just can't. Like I can hit it. But I can't make it. I can't hit a straight shot right now, and so I finally gave up on the driver. In the first game, which is kind of for score, and I grabbed an iron because mm. on eight iron, almost always, I haven't played golf. I can hit eight iron straight. You lowered your expectations. That's exactly what I did. I've been doing that my whole life, Johnny. So that's the, what I'm doing this year for my result. I'm, I'm. This is my eight iron. 
I'm, that's what I'm saying. Run one mile. Run one mm-hmm. mile. Uh, that's it. This yeah. year, one mile. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, was successful. Yeah. And I did really well that game. Mm. I actually had a decent score. Although I'm sure the other guys could have put down their driver, pick up their eight iron, and all scored way better than me. But then the second game, mm-hmm. you remember this, don't you? No. You remember what happened? The I was only game? focusing on my game, John. There was a so the second game instead of just hit anywhere was you have to hit into a certain target. certain targets or you get penalized if you go in the wrong one. Yeah, you get you lose points going the wrong one. So Johnny somehow throughout the first, oh, so right. you get like what twelve shots? Sort of yeah, you scored like a negative through four, the first negative. eight. Like I was hitting even at the one I could hit in all the first game, I hit at it. Yeah, and it would literally land a foot to the right of it mm-hmm. and roll off, but somehow it would not hit into any of the other targets. Mm-hmm. I had like a straight zero yeah. through like eight. It was it, almost like harder because you had to hit something yeah. out there. No, and then I started so. hitting negatives and it was you, bad. You ended with like a negative 18. Yeah, happy birthday to me. Well, what a self-esteem boost for you like, going hey. into the new year. Well, you know what though? I gave up a long time ago on golf adding to my value as a man. Like, and you're you know 39 now. I am 39. But 40, we're planning. We're going to plan a big trip. We need ideas at Talk AB That Pod. John and I are going to take a dude trip. Uh, maybe some other guy friends will go with, but we don't know what to do. People are talking about Vegas, and, and I'm not. I've been to Vegas. You've yeah. been to Vegas. You're right. And I went with my wife, and that was fun. Yeah, she had a work trip, and I had I had a writing trip while she. But was there's on a, work a certain trip. there's Vegas is like there's a lot going on that we don't really partake in. I'm not like a fan of. I'm, yeah. I'm not opposed to a slot machine. I'm just bored. Yeah, like I just don't really. Yeah. I'm like, hey, how quickly can I lose this, whatever I've cashed right. out, because I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. I know it makes me a bad gambler, and I'm sorry, guys, but it just I just don't. Maybe if I won. Is there such a thing as a good gambler, John? I guess if you win a lot of money, I don't know. But And the shows, I go see Blue Man Group. That'd be fun. That's great. Celine? I would, if we are a bunch of dudes, go see Celine. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Can we sing in falsetto, like with her, like sing along? Dude, near, far, wherever we near, are. Near, far. Is she, you love Celine, don't you? I don't love her, but uh, and I got dragged there by Jeffrey, who went to Vegas with me the first time I was there. Yeah. Uh, I was there for a week because I was doing a church uh, at the end of the week, and they said we'll put you in a timeshare for the week. Jeffrey was going for a convention there. That's like a big. Uh, it's called NAB. It's like a electronics convention. Tech, yeah. yeah. So we went and kind of hung out in this great timeshare. He goes, "I'm getting his tickets to Celine." He goes, "You don't have to buy yours, but you have to go with me." I go, "All right." Just you and Jeffrey. Yes. So we looked. He looked like he was my trophy boyfriend. I'm just going to say, <laughs> there's no way around it. Right. But I, I was there prepared to not because I'm not a big pop music guy. She was unbelievable. Well, they built the place around the acoustics of her voice yeah. somehow. That's that was the big rumor. Like it was built to the exact you know specification. Okay, she was unbelievable, and she's kind of a dork. Yeah. Like she's not really like a front. She's not like a pop star, she's like French a diva. Canadian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's got kind of a silliness to her. And she would kind of be self-deprecating between songs. And I just thought she was very charming and so gifted. And I liked the show. It was very good. Speaking of the famous vocalists, were you in on the absolute just the Twitter trouncing of Mariah Carey on New Year's Eve? No, you know, last year it was worse because she she quit because her track wasn't right. They played the background track and she got off track because yeah. she couldn't hear her own voice. I didn't see it this year. Did oh, she, it was it. worse? Um, well, first of all, Sadie's watching. I will let Sadie stay up. And Sadie says... <laughs> She's pitchy, dog. She goes, <laughs> <laughs> Sadie says, first she says, um, Mama, 
Uh, I think Mariah Carey's dress is definitely inappropriate. Oh, is that what they were dragging her for? Then? No, the no, dress? no, 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 no. Okay. no. But it was brave because it was cold. Yeah, and so uh, she 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 needed an overcoat because I can't imagine how she was literally able to to just function because I mean it had to be cold. But the deal was, how could anybody sing? It was like zero. Yeah, it's hard. And so I could tell the first song she was struggling, which mm-hmm. I've never heard Mariah Carey struggle, you know. And uh, and then she stopped in the middle or in between. She said, I'd asked for some hot tea. I just, I can't. Like she actually, you could tell she was acknowledging. She She's was struggling. She's rattled, yeah. And she wanted some hot tea and nobody would bring it to her. And um, so you could imagine. Twitter just absolutely just. Well, that's more, that's wrong though. If she needed hot tea, she, like I, I used to do that. Like I remember one time I saw somebody do the national anthem or do a song. It was somebody that just did a song, maybe Kelly Clarkson or someone at halftime at the Orange Bowl. Yeah. And she pulled her ears out halfway through and she was very pitchy. But I was like, oh, this girl, these people can't even sing there. And I, our, our producer at the time, Travis Wyrick, he goes, she just couldn't hear herself. That's the only reason. He goes, I've been in situations like that where the it goes great in sound check, and then all of a sudden your monitor doesn't work. And if you can't hear yourself, it's it's 100,000 people. Yeah, you're dead in the water. You're dead in the water. You're just guessing if you're hitting the right note, uh, and you lose all feel. You're already a little rattled and nervous. She was young then. Yeah. And I used to just go all in on those, like, these people can't no. even sing their own. They need a teleprompter to sing their own songs. Well, I'm a horrible vocalist yeah. who sings, so I'm, I, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot more. Right, I have a lot more sympathy now than yeah. I used to. Especially done if it. my ear, I have in-ear monitors and if I don't hear. But Mariah, though, was probably getting paid $3 million. So, sure. But, you know, but the deal was, then she sang Hero, and she actually, I thought she did fine on Hero, but you could tell she was cutting the notes short. She was doing all the little tricks, and when your voice, yeah, the, the way I sing Try to sing every week. She was doing ten times better on her worst night. So you know what I'm saying. But well, but I'm not a pop diva star, Johnny. I don't well, and do there's that. a chance that she has strained her voice over the years, and it's not as strong as it used to be. There's always that chance so that she's using more help. She's yeah, using the tracks. Thing about it on Twitter, though, and, and, and get I get it. But I want to go, guys. Surely, no matter that's okay with me. If she's older and and she's been doing these world tours yeah. all of her life and right now her voice is not everything it once was when she was 19 y'all can't deny that she is one of the greatest vocalists oh, of a yeah. generation right like I, to me it was almost like I, now i think they're getting her for calling it out with the hot tea and everything but i want to go yeah i have a hard time yeah someone who's proving themselves over and over and over and over again to do something that nobody else can do yeah i mean honestly nobody else can do what she's done except maybe she gets that weird like whistle octave where she's controlling the whistle tone yeah it's crazy yeah like if you could do that yeah you win leave her alone everybody if she could mess up the rest of her life and they're still gonna pay her money for it and she's still one of the greatest of all time but you know, Mariah Carey has been a common theme in these podcasts. Have you noticed? And I talked about her clothes both time. My talked wife about is her gonna, clothes. Oh, jeez, how tight they were. Now you're like, I don't know how she's singing, man, <laughs> but whatever. It wasn't meant like that. It, my voice sounded nothing like that. <laughs> I, all I was saying was, Sadie pointed out my nine year old innocent daughter. That's all. Whatever. Gosh, you had a, you found a way. Uh, you were hitting your own whistle tone. You're <laughs> creepy. Stop it. <laughs> No, Mariah is a very good. Uh, when I found out that she wrote, uh, you know, the Christmas song, that's that's when I was yeah. like, all right, I'm all in. You're right though; she's one of the most talented. She's a hall of famer. She's a hall of famer, no doubt. So whatever happens now is just about 
is she gonna? Because she had that time in her legacy when she started hanging out with rappers and yeah. she was doing a hip hop vibe and she was All doing the that videos in her back of a motorcycle, right? And, and like, so it's like, okay, you well, should you be driving the motorcycle, right? You're the, you're the diva, yeah. You're our Aretha. What are you doing back there? Right. And then she, okay, she can do what she wants though. Right. I'm not gonna whatever, Mariah. Like We're a, on your side, Mariah. A wave runner, maybe something. Yeah. So, anyway, we weird, love Mariah. Be a weird. Video. I don't know why, but we do. Um. Are you hearing that? Yeah, you're getting I, I literally have my phone buried under so many layers. I don't know where it is. I'm sure this is very important. Your call is, is very important to us. Very, I'm going to find it's gone. It's probably my. I can't. I'm sorry, listeners. But I do <laughs> want to know this. Who out there who's listening can get Mariah Carey an interview on this show? Oh, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it be great to interview? It'd be, I mean, John, we'd be jumping. We'd be jumping to another level. Cause we would double, easily double our listeners. If somebody can get Mariah Carey on the show, what will we send them? A Johnny W. DVD? Uh, sure. Uh, I got everything I got. I got T-shirts. I got uh, CDs. I can send you seven books. I can send you seven books of other people that I've written with because you wouldn't want to read any of mine. That'd be great. It'd be great. Um, it's a whole – It's a, so somebody reach Free out. sponsorship. We'll yeah. give you a free spot. We'll mention yes. whatever it is you do on the show for the rest of the year. Huh? Love it. Yeah. Mariah Carey, we want, we want to interview her right here. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to call her in. So She's the hero. She could be a hero in this situation. Not like I can be your hero, baby. That guy. Who is it? Enrique Iglesias? Is that him? He always sounds like he's about to cry. I can be a hero, baby. He always sounds like he's about <laughs> to maybe break down. Yeah. That's but. not. And it sounds like I'm going all in on a vocalist after saying I don't do that yeah, anymore. Wow. But I just don't care for him. And that's okay. You're allowed. Yeah, it's styles. Yeah, you're there's a different different flavors for everybody, and that's fine. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll have our own vocalist Dane Allen back. Yes, uh, in the next episode, and uh, we are working on our guest list for the year. I'm excited about all the people who are going to be on. We'll talk about that. And it's going to be a fun time. But uh, our hour's up, Johnny. Oh, it is. You got to go and, pick uh, up your daughter. Yeah, well, hope she's feeling better. Well, me too. Me too. But um, send us your questions, your comments, share. And uh, tell your friends about it. It's it's a new year. You know what a great resolution would be, Johnny? What's that? Listen to talk about that. And share it. Yeah. And it's a new year. It's a new you. you or think? whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. How many church marquees have you seen that said that? I've new year, new you. two or three. So, so I've, that, there's a lot of things about our church that's not the best. But I'll tell you one thing that's amazing. We don't have a church have marquee. no marquee. <laughs> it was built into our core there values was. as a don't church. Don't give ourselves a chance to do something horrible. Yeah. So, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, you guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on... Talk About That. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.